It is November 23rd, 2022, and welcome to episode 154 of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you quickly up to speed three times a week on the national security and foreign policy debates shaking up America. Today, we're going to talk about Haiti. There is chaos in Haiti. The president of Haiti was assassinated a year ago. Since then, armed gangs supported by various politicians have taken control of much of the country, including half, more than half of Port-au-Prince, the capital city. Uh, this phenomenon is impacting the ability of the United States and other countries to de deliver humanitarian aid. It's impacted basic public health. There is a new cholera outbreak in the country. This is evidence of a lack of basic governmental services and a, and a leading indicator of societal breakdown. Uh, so we're, we're seeing this crisis that has been uh, boiling in Haiti for several months now perhaps boiling over. There are calls for an international peacekeeping force to be brought in to stabilize the situation. Those legitimate remnants of the Haitian government have called for that, although some other concerns have been expressed. The question on the table is, is this peacekeeping force a good idea? Is it something the United States should support? That's a great question, Les. And, you know, I, I think, yes, we've got the Haitian interim president, Henri, requesting support. Um, so far, the U.S. and Canada have sent armored vehicles and other supplies. But to your point, we're not sure anything's actually getting distributed. There is total lack of services being given, and there's over 11 million people that live in the capital city, 11 million people that are going without aid right now. And so, you know, I think it's an open question whether it's the U.S. or Canada that takes the lead, but I, I don't see any reason why we're not trying to deliver an, effect, an immediate response. Support. So, you know, I mean, look, I'm a little torn about this because obviously Haiti being in our in our sort of neck of the woods in the Caribbean, uh, we've seen the refugee outflows over many years um, into Florida, other parts of the United States. Um, and it's something we want to it's, it's, it's something that's important, both from a humanitarian perspective, but also from a strategic perspective. This idea, though, that we should have the Canadians lead, which is sort of the Biden administration's, uh, you know, trotting out. If there needs to be an intervention in Haiti, it is laughable. I mean, it, it's 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 pathetic, embarrassing, all the things for the U.S. say, you know what? We don't want to lead it. It's it's closer to us than Canada. But, you know, the Canadians with their 68,000 active duty troops uh, should should lead the lead the effort. I mean, it's 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 just it's just embarrassing. Jamil, I disagree. <laughs> I don't think it's pathetic. I think it's actually smart policy for the U.S. to look for Canada to take the lead here. We should be sensitive to the fact that we do have a history in the region Absolutely. that does tend to activate some folks in our neighbors to the south. They do get concerned about American expansionism. I don't necessarily think it's legitimate, but it is a concern that we should recognize and deal with. Having Canada be more involved, Canada is a terrific ally of the United States. They're with us on every single risk that we take. They're, they put their folks in harm's way when our folks go in harm's way. We can trust Canada. It's a it's an excellent partner. They might be the best way for here. Plus, they've got some uh, French language uh, experience <laughs> that could be helpful. Although, uh, to your point on the, the interests of the United States, there are 2 million Haitian Americans uh, who, are, who, are, who have come from Haiti and are now living in our country, our citizens our residents here who are uh, contributing positively to our economy. Stability in Haiti does matter to the United States. I think looking to Canada to take a leading role, as long as we're working with them, is a, is a pretty reasonable approach in this case. I agree with Les. I mean, we've, you know, in the last 30 years, U.S. troops have um, operated in Haiti three different times. And there's also reports that two Haitian Americans were involved in the assassination of the former president, right, of the late president. So there's a lot of background there and a lot of history. And to, to Les's point, Canada might seem a, a more welcome 
more welcome country. I mean, but here's the problem, right? I mean, the, the Canadians have 5% of the active duty troops that we do, right? They have a tiny percentage of the Haitian population that we do. We are a lot closer to Haiti. We've intervened in Haiti three times in recent years. The Canadians have intervened zero. The idea that the Canadians have never led, never led a military operation that we've been involved in. This will be a first in our region, first in the world for us to say, you know what? The U.S., we're just too busy. Oh, wait, we're not at war in Iraq anymore. We're not at war in Afghanistan anymore. Remember, the president brought everybody home so we could be sure we're safe at home. But there's this problem right down the road from us. We should really get the 51st state, the Canadians involved in leading the operation. I don't have a problem with the Canadians being involved. I don't have a problem with them playing a big role. But leading it, leading it in front of the U.S., I mean, come on. I mean, like, if this is not an example of the U.S.'s failure of global leadership like i don't know what is this is this is not first of all your canada hate is not appropriate and it is not welcome here uh, i was born there i was born there i have it got really I, serious in the room everybody i have visited there uh, i'm now going to refer to you as lord maple leaf <laughs> uh, which i'm stealing from twitter i can explain later uh, i think i think we should i think we should let canada take a leading role here frankly the us is involved in plenty of crises around the world we've got troops in iraq we've got troops in syria we've got troops in Somalia. We are covering any number of crises in the world. We, we are sending more and more troops to Poland out of concern for a possible expansion of the conflict in Ukraine. That is not nothing. Not to mention the tens of thousands of troops we have in Japan, South Korea, Germany to this day, where we are stabilizing those areas. To ask our very close ally and wonderful friend in Canada uh, and, and provider of so much terrific maple syrup to, to be helpful in Haiti, I think, is very reasonable. They're incredibly competent. Uh, they're our friends. Let's let them do it. You know what? Here's the one thing. As long as we're putting Canadian troops in Haiti uh, to deal with the, with the huge gang problem, can we put Canadian troops in downtown Chicago to deal with the gang problem there? I mean, come on. Like, I, you know, like I like we have we have so many we are in so many places, you point out, around the world that are not in our own hemisphere. If there's an argument to be made for the U.S. to be involved, that's the argument. We're, like you said, we're already in Iraq, Syria, Somalia. Why would we not be in Haiti and say, you know what? Really, just we need the Mounties in. We need the Mounties and whatever whatever so, the military forces they so, got behind. So, them. Jamil, to be clear, your logic is we're in so many places we should be in more. No, we we brought our largest fighting force in Afghanistan home. We are no longer in Afghanistan or in significant ways in Iraq. Of the vast majority of our troops are here at home. And by the way, we're not talking about a large contingent. We're not talking likely about any any high amount of casualties. We're not going into a, a war in Haiti. We're going into a pretty nasty gang-enabled fight. The U.S. can add value there if we're going to be involved. My only point is, look, whether we should be involved or not is a hard question. But if somebody's going to do it, the idea that we wouldn't lead it is my issue. I, I, I could not disagree more strongly. I know. This is an excellent opportunity for the U.S. to rely on its allies, to show that this is multilateral. It's not just an American concern. It's a concern of other responsible actors in the region, other free countries supporting the people of Haiti in this uh, time of darkness for them. Let's let's reach out to Canada. Let's get them more involved. I think it makes perfect sense. Well, I wonder, I mean, we've been there, what we just said, three times in the last 30 years, a few times, and nothing has seemed to change. It's so worse in it's gotten worse in places. And so, one, we have to ask ourselves, if, if a U.S.-led, what is 
do you expect different results if Canada let? I mean, how are we going to get different results this time? So it'll be nicer if the Maple Leafs roll in with their. With Maybe their... they'll work more collaboratively with the with the Haitian government. Who who knows? We've we've done it. Nothing has changed. Look, we tried bringing the UN in, and all the Haitians got was cholera. So like, I'm not sure that bringing in other parties, right? I mean, the U.S. is a it, look. I'm, the Canadians are obviously very capable, very skilled, very diplomatic relative to the U.S. Everyone loves Canadians, where people don't necessarily always love the U.S. But you know why they don't love the U.S.? Because we lead. Because we get out in front of problems. We try. Yeah, that's to- the only reason why people don't love the U.S. So you're saying <laughs> if Canada leads, people will not like Canada anymore? No, I'm only saying that if somebody's going to lead in our own region, it should be us. I think sharing the burden is a great idea. Okay, that's a wrap. Thanks to Gabriel Otis from NSI and Claude Jennings for their help producing today's episode. Join us again next week as we return to our normal Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. Thanks for tuning in to Fault Lines, our podcast that gets you smart fast on the national security debate shaking up America. And we hope you have a terrific turkey day.